Welcome to Truman's Matrix. A podcast built around the craziest headlines around the world. A production of Digging Deeper Media, owned by Hale Multimedia. Where you don't know who's watching who, or who's controlling you. Okay, welcome to Truman's Matrix. And this is going to be an electric type of uh, broadcast, I think. <clears throat> um, I'm not sure exactly how this is going to go because I have not uh, thought about, I mean, I've thought about, but I have not written out anything because I want this to be completely from the heart. And I just want to talk about the situation. Now, I will be reading from my original article and you can also see that on the Digging Deeper blog news section. But uh, this is the case about Chance Engelbert. Okay, just want to make it clear right now that uh, there will be more information coming out at a later date that should completely change the community's mind about a lot of things and should clear up a lot of things. But in anticipation of everything being perfectly put together, verified, double verified, and triple verified, there will be some time that goes by. But as you may know, there was a new podcaster out there, new video podcaster uh, that came out with a special on the disappearance of Chance. And it actually was very nicely done. There, it, it, there are still a lot of untouched subjects and a lot of questions in there. But from the information for an outsider, which I believe she is, to... Look at the facts that have been presented by Don, primarily, and the, and the prosecutor, I mean the um, investigator, Eads, and the information that she's gleaned from the internet and other podcasts. For, for all the information that she had, I'll have to say that she did a really good job because she usually, I think almost every time, used the words apparently and reportedly and according to, and so I give her a lot of credit there. So she did cover a lot of good things in there, but it seems like there are, uh, well, it doesn't seem like there are. We have information from direct sources inside the case itself, and the information that we have is available to the police. They have the same information. We have information that is available that has nothing to do with that latest podcast. There's things that have not come out. So like I said, this was going to be pretty nerve-wracking and, and electrifying here because I don't have any script and I'm just off the cuff here. But there were some questions that I had that I thought would be really good to ask. And, you know, two of them... Okay, I guess I'm just going to try to say that... There are two main questions 
The first one is in the podcast, she said that it was now classified as a homicide. Okay, is that true? I have not been able to verify that with the Gearing Police Department yet. I hope to talk to them or the sheriff of the county. But I haven't done so yet. And that's not their fault. That's mine. But as soon as I can confirm or deny, whichever they say, that this is an actual homicide case, then that will answer our first question. Is Chance missing or murdered? And that's a hard thing to say, and I have total compassion for Dawn and her family. I cannot understand, I mean, I cannot fathom the pain and suffering that both sides of the family have been through, but it's both sides have had their own types of suffering, and I know on Dawn's side, it's, it's got to be just gut-wrenching, gut-wrenching to have to go in front of the cameras and, you know, to show the grief and to reenact or to replay in your mind what happened and then to speak to the public, it's just got to be terrifying for her. So I do have a lot of compassion for, for her and her family. And we don't blame either side. In fact, the information that we have is completely opposite. Neither side of the family murder chance. But if this is classified as a homicide, then we would like to spell out that story for you at a future time. After I'm able to verify with the police department that they have not already filed charges and are pursuing the suspects. We know who the suspects are. We know where they are. Last known. And the police have the same information that Chance was indeed murdered, according to our sources. So this information will come out and you will hear some details that will shock you. I hate to put you off at a later date, but the story is being verified checked and double checked and like I said I want to make sure the police department is not ready to break the case so I hope I didn't say too much there I do know that everyone knows everyone knows there are two sides to this story and this story has actually become three or four or five or ten sides of the story with the involvement of all the podcasters and the national media it's it's been a circus and there's been a lot of speculation on both sides. And as my original article said, I would really like to have everyone just stop the speculation unless they have the same details and talk to the same witnesses that we did, that our sources did. Not me personally, okay? We have sources, and those sources are directly connected to the case and have information that would get a conviction. And possibly find chance. Very possibly. So hang on to your hats, Scottsbluff County. Might be 
about time to break this case. So let's give you a little background on this article that I talked about. This is the original article that I wrote called, What About Bailey and Banks? But wait, are you still waiting for question number two? Because I did tell you there were two things I had, two questions, okay? Two questions. The first one, was it a homicide case officially? And the second question is, this is very important, folks. Listen very carefully to this one. I recall in an affidavit from Bailey. Bailey is Chance's wife. I recall a conversation on the telephone while they were walking. And Chance was asked by Bailey, who's that? Or what's going on? Because perhaps, I believe she heard a ruckus. Or somebody yelling, possibly. Chance's response was, Oh, it's nobody. Just some guy or dude. I'd have to look at the transcript. Just some guy giving me some shit. Okay? Now, is it true He was walking and somebody was giving him trouble? Why has this detail been completely avoided by every podcaster and every news agency and law enforcement unless they're doing something behind the scenes? This information that is available to everyone in the transcripts or her affidavit. I'll confirm exactly what it is, but look it up yourself. Most of you know this case probably better than me. I just ask the tough questions. That's a tough question. One, first of all, is it homicide or is he missing? Which is it, missing or murdered? Number two, who was giving him crap? Who, well, We have details that indicate that we may know who that was to start with, but we do know who it was said that murdered him. But more on that later. Right now, those are the two tough questions. Is he missing or is he dead? And I'm sorry to the family to say that. But the truth is that he is not just living another life somewhere else. Chances above that. And number two, who was giving him crap? Well, let's take a look back at that original article now. And I will say to whoever created the traffic on this article or whatever happened, I appreciate it very much that this is getting out into the community because in one 24-hour period, I know this article was read more than 4,000 times. So somebody got a hold of this. But like I said in the article, what about Bailey and Banks? I try to ask the tough questions. But this one shouldn't fit into that category, the question of, What about Bailey and Banks? So let's set a little background here. I'm talking about the case of a man who went missing from Terrytown or Gearing, Nebraska in 2019 named Chance Engelbert. 
If you're not familiar with this case, Bailey and Banks are Chance's wife and son. Chance went missing on July 6th after going for a walk to cool down following a family discussion that some have at times framed as an argument. Just so you know, it wasn't between Chance and Bailey. It was between his in-laws. For those who knew Chance, this was not uncommon for him to do. He would walk to cool down and return shortly. Unfortunately, he faced a fierce thunderstorm that night as well as some unexplained trouble en route that has never been found. This was my original article published July 10th, 2021. I'll read that again. Unfortunately, he faced some unexplained trouble en route. Most people believe him to be dead which has caused a firestorm of emotion. Not only are the families grieving the loss of a husband, brother, son, and friend, but they are also facing huge misunderstandings and finger-pointing that has not only been fueled by social media, it's been a real mess. But through it all, they say the focus is still on finding chance. Dozens, if not over a hundred other comments, have directly accused the, quote, evil wife of cold-blooded murder in the first degree. These accusations are the posts underneath on Facebook. They are not ours. We do not believe, in fact, we know, according to the witnesses and facts presented in the case that we and the police have, Bailey did not kill her husband. In fact, in a recent podcast attached within this article, I hold nothing back calling for a halt to these unfounded, hurtful, and despicable assumptions and accusations being thrown around on social media. I don't understand how somebody can blame this young lady in real life and real time. I mean, did they miss the memo? Is Bailey in custody? Did she get OJ's lawyers? No to none of that. In fact, she's been very cooperative and and is not in custody and has never been a problem for the Garing Police Department, according to investigator Eads. If she has anything to do with murdering her husband, why is she not in jail or listed as a suspect in the case? There's one simple answer to this at this, at this time, and that is that there is zero evidence to implicate her, only that which is circumstantial based on assumptions. These assumptions and accusations are not helpful to this case, and as long as they are not fact or witness-based. We believe Chance would be disgusted at these attacks on his wife and his family. Both of them. All of his family. So what if you were Bailey? What if you were Bailey? Wow. Anybody want to take a, like a little mental exercise trip here? I'm going to read two paragraphs to you. Just close your eyes. This is a radio program. Close your eyes. You're not driving, are you? Don't close your eyes if you're driving. Take a deep breath and do your best to cleanse your mind of any preconceived notions. And imagine yourself as the spouse of chance. The spouse of a missing man. Now, if you're able to do this exercise properly, you will place yourself in Bailey's shoes. You are Bailey, okay? Your husband is upset at something your family said. 
he takes off for a walk, like he has many times before. He always comes back. He didn't this time. You are afraid. You are scared. You are young. You have a new child. Terrible thoughts go through your mind. You say things, you do things, and some of these things don't come out right. You're getting advice from everywhere. You're being persuaded by others older than you. You have no money to pay the next round of bills, the house, the car, the utilities, food, and support for banks. You're sick to your stomach over your missing husband. Days go by, and no one has seen any trace of him. You begin to lose hope. You don't want to give up, but you say things as a realist, and the media jumps on it, especially social media. You act strangely in front of media cameras as they throw questions at you. You act funny. You don't know what to think. Desperation starts to set in. Weird scuffles are developing in the search effort. Families are falling apart from each other even further than before. What could get worse? What if the community started accusing you of murder? After all, you said some things that contradicted yourself. Plus, you said strange things and acted weirdly on TV. And you didn't act right or say things right. So we know you did it, the community screams. Well, especially since you got a lawyer. Suddenly, you're getting death threats from people accusing you of hiding something. Self-proclaimed YouTube investigators come out of the woodwork and show up at your door. Your family has to hire an attorney for their protection after accusations start to fly like manure out of a new spreader. Close your eyes. Told you to before, they better not have been open. Close your eyes and just think about that for a few seconds. Think about that. What if you were accused of killing your mate? Now, let's ask. What have you done to help Bailey and Banks, a widow and her son, accused of murder when she's been cleared at this point. Unless you have any evidence that we don't, she's cleared, okay? So, normally a community would not hesitate to embrace a young mother and child of a missing man. Even if some people were accusing her, it seems like there would be people coming to her aid. But no. What? No? Not Scotts Bluff County? Hold on. This is my hometown, you guys. This is my home county. What's going on? Not Scottsbluff County. Look at this community. Look at how many people have bonded together around Bailey and Banks. Practically zilp. Zip, zip, zilch, nada, all those words. Other than a few of us who follow, at, you know, a few of those who follow us at Digging Deeper. And I know there are other groups. There are small pockets of support out there. And I appreciate those folks very much. I'm sure she does too. We need to become a much larger force to, to help this young lady. So, my question is, how can this community call itself a community? It's disgusting, straight-up lack of support for this woman and child. Now, if you have any information that could help investigators or maybe spur them to continue on with this case and bring closure for the families... Please contact the Gearing Police Department directly or the Scottsbluff County 
at 308-436-6666. Interesting number. The lead investigator in the case has said this about Bailey, and I quote, She's always been very cooperative with me, very cordial, Eads said. Interviewed her at length, he continued. My first interview with her was probably a couple hours long, so she's always been very cooperative. She's always been very cooperative. Other key questions I have. Uh, Have you ever been accused of murdering your spouse? Have you? No. Most of us have not. I have not either. But I can assure you that people do not act normal when under the pressure of losing a loved one. And at the same time, have what seems like the entire community conspiring to convict you of murder? I'm sure it would give us all a reason to act weird. I'm, I, I know there are different ways that people would react. I know there are many different ways. How do you feel? How would you act? What if you knew the person, personally, that you were talking about? What if you had a relationship with that person? We believe, we believe a lot of things would change if people would use that thing in their head called a brain and try to build a relationship or get to know the person to find out for yourself if she's lying or telling the truth. How many people have gotten to know Bailey? How many people have tried? We know some. We have. We have gotten, we have reached out and gotten to know the other side of the family. I have personally never spoken to Bailey. Not yet. They have good reason to not speak to people. But they do have their informants. What would you want your community to do if you lost your husband to suspicious circumstances after an argument? Why aren't police actively searching for this young man? Remember, this is from my original article. Who set the narrative in the community to make it so that 90% of the people are accusing a young mother of murder. Well, hmm. Like I said, this article is from back in July of last year, but there's some new information that may come out in our full report when it does break about who the instigators were and are and why. This new report will be absolutely mind-blowing and Game-changing to steal a couple stupid cliches. Okay. All you have to do is just look at the disgusting comments on social media if you dare. It almost reminds me of watching pundits pick who's going to win a game of sports or an election or something. Virtually everyone has picked a side on this and they just may end up with a big surprise when this new report comes out. (laughs) Okay. What about Bailey and Banks? Does anyone have compassion for this young mother and child? It seems that answer is a big no because everyone is accusing this person of something that would not benefit her in any way. Think about it. It's nonsense. Here's an update shortly after I release the podcast. 
we are finding that there are others out there that feel the same way we do and are willing to stand up for the truth. You can see their comments under the original podcast. Now let's ask about opportunity. Could she have done it? Well, yeah, anything is possible. Sure, she could have done it, I guess. Does she have any motive to? No, she has no motive. None. There's no reason to kill your husband and then not have any benefit in that. Just think about it, folks. Think, think. Have the police pursued the act of leads about the altercation Chance had while walking? There is evidence of someone giving him trouble while on the phone with his wife. Why has that not been pursued? And if it has, did it have anything to do with the immediate drug bust at the same house that the last video of Chance Walking came from? We know it did. This is my original article. This is nothing new. Hope it doesn't shock people to know that we've known this for some time. The police have been notified of the witnesses and the informants that claim he was beaten and dumped. As far as you're concerned right now, with no names and no informants and no other perfect details, you probably think this is all BS. But this is in my original article almost a year ago. Right there in the paragraph towards the end, the police have been notified of the witnesses that claim he was beaten and dumped with bricks tied to him. Has anything ever come of those leads? Ugh. Now we're going to get deep here. And this is why I started a change.org petition to call for this. But I want to know, why was the dive team suddenly called off during a search of Terry Lake? This is not a rumor. Something was initially detected, but then the search was over without cause. This came as a question from a dive team member who found it highly unusual to suddenly be called out of the water with no further explanation. Everyone who was there, every member of that team, and the police force that was by nearby knows exactly the moment that search was called off. Witnesses have come forward with this information, but they were met with resistance or simply ignored, or so it seemed. They were told that A, they need to have an investigator's license if they want to investigate, and why would they classify a witness with potentially case-solving information as an unlicensed private investigator? I'm not sure why that was their approach when we initially approached them with this information. But they told us, thank you, we have this information. Great. They have the same information we just gave them? Well, in our future report of what really happened to Chance Engelbert, you will find out the gory, disgusting details. Direct from the informant's testimony. With, of course, their identity protected to save their lives 
and the welfare of their families' lives. Two change.org petitions have been raised in support of finding answers. A call to search Terry Lake that I started and another individual called for FBI involvement. Two very important change.org petitions that we'd like you to sign. So, this was kind of a deep segment, but we're going to have to close it out here pretty soon. But this was this was Truman's Matrix and this to me it's an ugly truth, but that's next segment. But it's this is an ugly case in this in this county, which I hate to say it, but my hometown county has had a lot of ugly cases and they're still pending many of them. Part of the reason why I started digging deeper. Digging deeper podcast, digging deeper radio, digging deeper TV, digging deeper into whatever it takes to bring the truth to life. Now, we'll make announcements when it's time for that new report to come out. It may be some time because we have to have 100% of our ducks in a row and the police will be notified and given the option to ask us to hold it if they're getting ready to crack the case. If they're not getting ready to crack this as a murder case, our story will be out as soon as possible, and I will give you that announcement in the near future. Okay? So, take a deep breath, everybody. Like I said, this was Truman's Matrix. It's an upside-down world that we live in, and I don't understand how, you know, how with everyone watching, with the cameras and with the phone calls, with the evidence presented, with the community screaming that, hey, something else happened. It's like we're in a matrix. It's, it's like we're programmed to just think differently or we're like in a Truman show where everybody's just watching us, but we don't know it. Or maybe we're watching them and they don't know it because that's what it's all about. It's a big matrix, folks. But anyway, that's going to do it. For Truman's Matrix. And that's going to do it for this edition of Truman's Matrix. A podcast built around the craziest headlines around the world. A production of Digging Deeper Media, owned by Hale Multimedia. You can find Digging Deeper with Brian Hale on your favorite podcast network. Or visit all of our podcasts under one roof at diggingdeeper.us. And one more thing. Good afternoon, good evening.